Welcome back to Drinks First, the podcast in which you can meet New York City's kinda eligible. And today I have a special guest, or rather I have a really good friend of mine, and she is new to New York, Mm -hmm. but is thriving. So um, basically, just why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Where are you from? what are you doing now? Where in New York City are you living? Where you went to school? You know, you know the rundown. Okay, sure. Okay, so um, always an interesting question when people ask me where I'm from. Um, it's a little bit of a mixed cocktail. So um, I was born in San Francisco, so here in the United States. Um, never really lived here though, just, you know, passport baby, hit it and quit it. But um, afterwards, I lived in Dublin in Ireland until I was about nine, nine and a half. Um, after, I moved to Mumbai in India, where my family's actually originally from. And I finished up high school there and then went to Emory down south for college. So came... The Harvard of the South. Yes, the Harvard of, Harvard of the South. My brother actually went to Harvard, so... <laughs> so... So you could actually so I say can that. actually unlike my brother who went to Emory and he's like the Harvard of the South and I'm like, what about Duke and Vanderbilt? <laughs> <laughs> no, Emory's a great school. So what did what did you do at Emory? So I was a psychology major at Emory, which is actually interesting because you asked me to talk a little bit about what I'm doing now. Yeah. Not very psychology related. I mean, um, yeah, not really. Not really at all. But I um, actually work in an asset management firm. I work at BlackRock. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I work a little bit um, in, as people like to call it, fintech. So a little bit of finance, a little bit of tech. And I'm really enjoying it. It's definitely... Um, been a bit of a challenge coming from right. a not, you like yeah. don't really get to have a life. I really spent a lot of time thinking about okay, of course I'm moving to New York primarily for work, but what are the other reasons why I chose this city over other cities that I had um, offers in yeah. and why I wanted to be here? And I sort of made a promise to myself that I was gonna strike that balance and capitalize on all the other great things that the city has yeah, to offer. Yeah, like be able to be here and actually enjoy it. Exactly. And where where in the city are you living now? So um, I live in Midtown East. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't but know not I, Murray Hill. But no, 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 not Murray <laughs> Hill. No, 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 no. Like, you know, the, the typical New York yeah, no, fresh off the boat. Not Murray Hill. I actually live in a area that's I think definitely typically not where people my age live mm-hmm. I live close just like Sutton, Sutton, place. Sutton place I yeah. guess is the way it's um described uh, yeah way it's categorized officially mm-hmm. what are your favorite restaurants to go to in the city maybe where do you like to go out um so going out Um, I will say that I haven't taken a lot of ownership on it. Um, I think one thing that I want to do in the next couple of months is sort of be the one to like make the plan, decide where we're going, do my research, go to places. Um, I've done like a lot of like the classic kind of stuff kind of things like going out on the Lower East Side, Mm -hmm. Mr. Purple, Hotel Chantel. Oh, the classics. um, Kind Regards, like all these places and around the East Village, Lower East Side. Um, I've been to a couple of nicer, um, quieter 
places for drinks maybe mm-hmm. with just one or two friends um one place i really liked was this kind of like speakeasy-esque um place called dear irving mm-hmm. which... any food spots oh well the i guess you bring up food i'm gonna go straight to dessert um a little hidden Love gem dessert <laughs> A little hidden gem in Midtown East, Beard Papa's, also if anyone. Also on the Upper West Side. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I guess the one that I frequent close to my office and home um, in Beard Midtown Papa's. Beard Papa's. Exactly. Um, well, what are they famous for? Cream puffs? Bomb. But personally, I the think... The real kicker. <laughs> the real hit are their chocolate fondants. If you like chocolate lava cake and how this much are the, they like three bucks maybe not even like like just, that's wait like that's like cheaper than a levain cookie and you just go and you can get a bunch of them and keep them in your fridge and heat them up later they last a really long time it's they're, literally just about 30 seconds in the microwave and it's like something coming fresh out of the oven they're it's delicious unreal they're so deli- rich even without ice cream, just unbelievable. Even cold. People like them cold. Okay, good pro tip. Okay, so let's talk about what we are really here for. Mm-hmm. What's up with your dating life? So, you know, um, if I'm being very honest, um, not much has been going on since I moved to New York. I mean, I, I like I could believe that because, Jesus Christ, you have no time. Yeah, so I think... And I, I think I talked to you about this a lot. I, and I think I've been saying it more than really doing it in practice. I think I've said a lot of things um, about a lot of things that I want to do. And some of, them I, some of them I've done. But then um, I guess some of them I haven't. And one of them has been making time um, f- to date people and to really explore that part of my life. I think, like I told you, coming to New York... Um, While I have met a lot of new people, mainly through just socializing with people I already know and through work, um, like I said, though, it hasn't really been a challenge to make friends and I don't really feel myself, um, and this could be a bad thing right now, but not really actively trying to meet new people. And I think that's where it like really plays into my dating life because a lot of my socializing is sometimes very circumstantial. And hanging out in groups is easy, you know, and to meet new people, it'll be, you know, I'll go with with a friend and then there'll be five new friends of friends and right. it's just easy and chill and there's no planning ahead required no coordination the people who already know each other will coordinate right. it and it's just easy it's all it's all about at the end of the day to like meet people through friends of friends yeah but but i think i think like when it comes down to that then it's always taken for me more as just you know like socializing and having a good time and I haven't really carved out that space in my mind to be like okay all this time that I do have in my free time why don't I allocate some of it to really put myself out there and what does that mean to you like putting yourself out there well I think does that mean like getting on dating apps yeah are you on any dating apps like what is yeah so I am on I'm on one dating app Mm -hmm. I am on hinge yeah um and I've been on it for a while. Um, I sort of went on it earlier to early on when I moved to New York, and I just haven't really 
made that much of an effort to like sort of leverage what's going on there I think yeah. there'll be a lot of times where you know some great guys pop up and you know the initial conversation will start and then I'll just you know be a Thursday night and I'm have okay I get done with work maybe a little bit earlier I have some time and I'm just like oh I don't like I just haven't really like allocated that space in my mind to be like yeah okay, you're now like I'm okay gonna, now I'm gonna go meet someone new yeah I'll buy like, myself yeah where it's like and I think part of that is the negative of like me being so comfortable in New York is that I'm not feeling there's no urgency like I, exactly there's no urgency and I'm not really um for some reason feeling that motivated to say okay now I'm just gonna go meet this new person after work yeah. I kind of feel myself shying away from that what sort of relationships have you been in thus far so I think all of my past relationships have ended very positively yeah. in a surprising way. I know that that's not always everyone's experience. I think they maybe they didn't necessarily always end positively, but I think I'm friends with all of my exes. In yeah. fact, um, one of my exes actually works in my office building. And <laughs> funnily enough, we, you know, we've kind of been through it all together. Like we went to college together. I mean, yeah, high, school randomly. To, high school together. We went to college together. You know, we kind of follow each other everywhere. He just couldn't get away from me. Like he, even though he's the year older, <laughs> he's a year older, but somehow still, you know, like either I had to follow him around or he had to follow me around. So, you know, we, and that relationship wasn't even that long. It's just by coincidence, you've ended up in the same places. Yeah, absolutely. No, not a very long relationship, just a couple months. But, um, you know, we were college together, which was interesting. You know, I, I just to give some context, I think mainly um, the spark that was really between us was um, in high school, which mm -hmm. is funny. It was a long time ago. And that's sort of like, you know, carried forward to college I think at least for the first two years that I was at college mm -hmm. um and you know we had a lot of drama like now that I'm thinking about it it's it's surprising that we're doing good now because there was a lot of what kind of drama spill the tea well <laughs> I mean there was just like I think there was just no communication between us that would land up land us up in these wild situations like okay. I remember it was like the third just literally like the third week I'm this new freshman don't know anyone um get invited to a party get invited to the pregame before the party and the only person I knew that was going was him so I had this fantasy in my mind that like he must still be into me and like he's totally gonna he's totally gonna take me to the pregame and we're totally gonna hang out the party like already built up fantasy in my mind about how we're gonna have this fun great night together um I text him and I ask him whether he's gonna be at the pregame thinking that our dorms are right next to each other we're just gonna go together it's gonna be fine um and he texts me back saying yep I'll see you there so I was like all right so Kind of feeling a little bit down about that. I skipped the pregame, which today me would have never let then me do. Yeah. But landed up at the party and, and like I see him there. So I hang out with him. You know, we end up hanging out, you know, a little bit of making out. Mm -hmm. um, and just as we're, you know, pulling away from each other, this girl who I've quite frankly never seen before in my entire <laughs> life starts calling his name and and we you know we're sitting like down like like on a lower I think it was like on a chair or like a poof or I don't know what you call those things we're sitting on one of those and mm -hmm. she was standing up and we just you know finished a round of making out and he <laughs> uh, around 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 there were a couple um 
one of the many rounds and he gets up because she this girl is calling him towards her yeah and it's literally just literally about a foot away from me okay um and they just start making out in front of me (laughs) never seen never seen this girl before in my entire what (laughs) (laughs) never seen this girl before in my entire so you guys were making out this is at the pregame no 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 i skipped the pregame okay this this is is at the the party party. it's the party you guys are making out and you had been making out a few times throughout the night. Yes. And then this girl calls him. He gets up, walks over to her, and they start making out. Yes. And on top of that, like I said, we had some communication issues. So after that little walk away and dramatic turn of events, I <laughs> didn't hear from him for six weeks. What? Yes. I you didn't... went to the same school. Yeah, and I didn't see him, and I didn't hear from him for six weeks. Meanwhile, this girl, who have I mentioned, never met in my entire life, right, decides to... And you're um, a freshman. I'm a freshman. I think she was a junior when I was... Yeah, she was probably a junior at the time. She kind of makes it her personal mission to spread all kinds of crazy rumors about me about how I stole her boy oh geez they weren't even dating you also knew him in high school you got dated in high school it was the most bizarre thing so I had all these amazing rumors flying around me about around about me on um, Emery's campus about how I'm not really a girl's girl, and, you know, I stole her man, and I'm not to be trusted. <laughs> Needless to say, it had a zero, like, a zero impact. It's just ridiculous. But, yeah, not as important. But, you know, I didn't hear um, from him for six weeks. Six weeks later, I get a text um, saying something bizarre. It was so bizarre, I can't even remember. But something along the lines of, hey... Haven't heard from you in a while. You seem kind of annoyed at me, and I'm not really sure why. (laughs) So, if that doesn't explain 21-year-old boys well enough to you, I hope that really hit the nail on the head. Then, why? Come on. I know. Come on. It was was absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so, I told him. Um, But that really wasn't the end of his goof ups um so that happened this guy was your brother's friend yeah so um it was always interesting navigating that um a because i think we were a bit younger when things started up between us i think i was like 17. it's a little hard because you and your brother went to the same high school and it was a small high school and he was only a year above yeah and i think um it, it, it I think that was not even the biggest challenge, but I think because he was my brother's friend, I think that presented itself as a major challenge from the beginning. Not really for me, because I think, I mean, I have a very good relationship with my brother. I think we're pretty open with each other, so it wasn't really a problem when it came to me. But I think from his perspective, it being one of his closest friend's sisters, it was very tough. And I know for a fact, shared with me openly that it was very tough for him to navigate that. I think he really held off for a very long time, almost until he was like, okay, well, if I don't tell her now and I don't try to make something happen, I'm never going to have the chance. It really came down to the line. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but that was interesting too, just because I think going into it, I was like, oh, how bad could it be? It's my brother's 
um, it's my brother's friend, but um, I think it was really challenging. It, it would get really awkward. It would get really awkward sometimes. There would be um, several several times where um, I would have to like you know, and tough in a household where there's so many people crawling over, crawling all over it all the time, but sneak him in like really late at night at absurd hours where, and we didn't like live nearby each other. So it would be like, he would hang out at a friend's house that was like close by to my house. And then like once everyone had gone to sleep and sometimes like that would be at two or 3 AM, like sneak him in and we would like hook up, but then he would like have to leave before like five or six a.m. before like anyone would wake up. Damn, and, like, that high school life. Uh, yeah. But not even that. It's like high school plus. It's your brother's friend. Exactly, and but it was like it's also like not the first time you've been involved with your brother's friends. Yeah, no, it's like second time, third time, third time's the charm. I think I think I think two, three, like at least two or three times. Um, <laughs> I was Your counting. Your brother is like, I can't introduce her to anyone. No, I actually vowed to stay, I, I vowed to stay off of my brother. No, seriously, I vowed to stay off of my brother's friends. I think we've had enough. Um, I mean, one of them was pretty, uh, high profile. <laughs> let's just, let's just, uh. We'll just leave it at we'll that. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, yeah, no, um, um, but one of them my brother really did approve of mm-hmm. and one of them the one that we've been talking about I guess understandably it really didn't approve of him yeah. um <laughs> considering how things went I should have listened to him um didn't liked him a lot as a guy but just had this strong gut feeling that he's not right for me yeah um not that my brother ever told him explicitly that he didn't approve yeah um my brother- I'm sure like his friend couldn't talk to him about it and you can talk to your brother about it, so it's it like... It was, it was tough. A little awkward. Yeah, it was very awkward, I think. Um, and upon, like, my brother's friend having to have discussions with him, I think it was hardest for him. Just because between siblings, it's always... It's going to be tense, but it'll always work itself out. Yeah, but, I but think with you, friends... Yeah, you don't always have that unconditional positive regard with Yeah, you don't friends. have the unconditional love or, like, you know, patience to put up with someone if they are not related to you. Exactly. So I think that was challenging. And I think... Um, Shout out to our brothers. We love you. Yeah, absolutely. We love you a ton. Um, but yeah, it was it was very challenging. And I think, um, I think also because my brother kind of felt on the fence about it. Because I've had like, cre- not like close friends of my brothers, but creepy extended friends of my brothers like trying to like hit on me at parties. And my brother will be like go up to them and be like absolutely like no. yeah because he'll know he's against it and I'm against it so that's like an easy stance yeah. but where it's like he's against it but he can also see that it's making me happy <laughs> it, it, it's it's like a tougher yeah like, yeah situation like, or, like to when deal someone with. hits on you who's his friend who you're like into into and he yeah. like his whole body like doesn't want it to happen but in his heart he just wants to see me happy yeah do you feel like your upbringing has had any effect on like how you view relationships and dating because I mean I know it's so different in India Mm. like and how that relates to being here because we've been friends forever but we grew up in very different Mm -hmm. environments so I think for me and I'm just going to be totally honest I think 
I think it definitely does play a role. Mm -hmm. I think, um, and I'll get into it in a minute, but I think I'd like to think of myself um, as sort of a balance between sort of preserving certain values of tradition and culture that Mm -hmm. I grew up with, but also having a very open mind. I think... um, I think I'm very much accepting and able to adopt um, practices from both the Western world and, you know, the the more like Eastern Indian culture that I grew up with, yeah. the more, you know, the individualistic versus collectivist culture, if you will. Yeah. And I think like for the listeners who, you know, are not from India, even though shout out to my listeners in India, <laughs> I'm trending in India, don't know how. Culture in India is very, like you said, collective. Like, Mm -hmm. the whole thing is a family affair. Like, joint families are the norm, which is when, like, people get married and they move in with their parents, with their, like, husband or wife or whatever, and then they have kids, like, in the house that their parents live with and the whole family lives together. And, you know, arranged marriages are still a thing. A lot of my cousins had arranged marriages. Mm -hmm. And just, like, the family insertion into your, like love life and sort of the expectations are a lot different in Indian culture than what they are like in Western American culture. I think fairly non-traditional. My A, I didn't grow up in a joint family. My parents didn't have an arranged marriage. And in their time, a big deal, an inter-religion marriage. Right, and same with my parents as well. So my dad is Muslim. My mom is Hindu. In India, that's a big, a big deal. I mean, yeah, if you read the news now, you know that's still a big deal. Exactly. So, but you know, it's so weird because even though my parents objectively come from such different backgrounds, the way my mom's family is meshed with my dad's family is actually amazing. I often find myself, um, obviously not for the short term, but when I at least think about the kind of person that I would want to be with in the long run, I have myself very drawn to looking for something that was similar to what I grew up with Mm -hmm. Um, and I think because it's a unique background it's very hard for me to find and I think I mean at least and what do you mean by like similar to what you grew up with so a I think I could never be with somebody who has a strict religious affiliation because for example like in my house and in Indian Indian Hindu festival for example is Diwali and my mom my dad's not very religious at all but my mom is fairly religious yeah. and that's always been embraced in our household but one thing like you know people will do a prayer ceremony on Diwali and mm-hmm. in Indian families typically at home or in you know in their office or wherever yeah 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 um and that'll mainly consist of Hindu prayers but growing up my mom would always you know have a, a prayer ceremony for us at home but it would have Christian prayers and it would have Muslim prayers mm-hmm. and we would um as well as Hindu prayers as well Um, and you know, my parents always taught, like taught us to be like more like good people and spiritual and like respect. That's exactly like what I tell to people who ask me about my religion. Yeah. And actually a plug, I was interviewed for a podcast called Shoes Off Please. Uh, and it's launching sometime in 2020. So I will be plugging that again on my Instagram, but we talked about, dating and dating at in Asian culture specifically because they're a podcast all about uh Asian the Asian experience Asian American experience 
Um, and I had a really similar situation to you, which was my dad was Muslim, my mom was Jane, which is like maybe even worse than being a Hindu. Like, I don't even know. Um, and at the end of the day, religion has not been an extremely big part of growing up. Yeah. And my parents valued more, like, be a good person, treat others how you would like to be treated. Like, that sort of moral obligation and being and those values. Um, and that's what I also care about in other people. I think, especially in India, like... I don't want to make any generalizations, but more often than not, and this is really just a cultural thing, like, Mm. the men in India from India who live in India, like, are a little more dependent and expect more stereotypical roles from a Mm. woman than, like, people, like, in America would necessarily expect. Yeah, no, I I, I think I completely agree with you, and I think... um... Being a young person, that kind of, I mean, not to say that I'm very unique or that there's no one like me, but I think I am in a unique position because I um, really see myself sort of always like playing the balance between the two. I'll Mm -hmm. go home and it'll be a lot more traditional Indian influence and I'll be like the last five years living in America. And, um, you know, it's totally different. And I think um, I've really had to come to that realization myself so many of the guys that I'll meet back home kind of don't really have very high expectations of the girls that they want to date they're they're kind of like they're not very I think they respect women but they're not very empowering when it comes to women and Mm -hmm. that's always been something that's bothered me they're kind of like you know we'll do our career and we'll get an MBA and like you can just you know like what does it matter like girls like they'll just get married and like it doesn't matter but here I think um and the reason why I find myself here is because you know girls are a lot more motivated to have their career paths or you know Indian families that live here don't pressure a lot of the times their children to get married as early it's you know there's a more emphasis on education and career and I think um that's something that I definitely veer more towards um I regardless of I'm with someone I'm not with someone in the future I think that's really irrelevant to what my um career and education goals are I think that really goes unchanged and yeah um you want someone there to support you and to empower yeah, you and not and like, someone who expects me to be dependent on them because culturally that is acceptable yeah so the rest of college like what did you do did you have fun like... I think yeah <laughs> no I think you know I think college was really all fun for me yeah didn't have anything serious at all um just kind of rode the wave. I would mm-hmm. meet a lot of fun guys and like, you know, just that was chalk it up to like that, you know, a lot of fun guys having a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, just did things without thinking. Yeah. You don't really like do, do, understand the repercussions. Sometimes. Yeah. Do, do things without thinking, do things without, you know, really thinking that they're ever going to come back into your life. Yeah. You, know? you just kind of <laughs> hit it and quit it. Right. Um, so, so funny, um, last week at work, um, my senior analyst asked me if I wanted to be a part of running a super day at my company. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, How many people are in a super day? Well, the way we do it is we have, like, multiple super days. So Mm -hmm. a lot of kids could get called for a super day. But I think one day at a time just so that we have we're able to handle the volume and it's not super overwhelming we have about like five or six kids okay so it's like an intimate group oh super intimate um and I get this you know get the lowdown on like who we're interviewing and there's a kid from Emory Mm -hmm. and I was literally remembered like I just was so taken aback. I like I'm all excited and ready to interview these candidates. I love meeting new people. I was mm-hmm. and especially kids. Like I just love meeting people that are like, you know, in the proximity of like what you were like a year ago yeah. or two years ago. Yeah. Or whatever. It's fun. Super excited about it. That's why I wanted to do the interview, but I am all geared up to go to this super day and one of the kids interviewing is actually someone that I'd hooked up with a couple months oh, ago. Oh my god. And it was just I was just so floored. I it, <laughs> I just never thought that that would happen. What to did you me. do? Nothing. Just took it like a champ. Like just did, did not acknowledge it. Just didn't just Did he give you like eyes or anything or was no. it like completely professional? Uh, no, I think it was totally very professional I think we even had a um we even had a conversation over the phone um about the job later he wanted to know you know oh so he hit you up yes he hit me up um opening that door again (laughs) no absolutely not but no 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 not we actually ended on very awkward circumstances I would say it's the only time in my life where I've ghosted someone so hard it was (laughs) And then he shows up at your company super I know. I thought, I thought I'd finally mastered the art of ghosting through that experience. It's kind of empowering, P- You know, it was. And people <laughs> are like, so, like, what do you think of this kid? Like, did you know him at Emory? And I was like, you're yeah. like, nah, you know, kind of. <laughs> just, like, saw him around a little bit. Just <laughs> don't really know too much about it. It's like, I work with young people, so, like, I mean, I'm sure they're understanding, but it's not necessarily You're something. not trying to tell everyone at work Yeah, you don't, you don't yeah. want people to know. So, honestly, if he does end up getting hired, I really hope he keeps his mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll take that as a warning. <laughs> yes, if you are listening at all. So, we're going to do a few questions that are pulled from my Instagram. So, if you're at, check out at drinks dot first on Instagram if you want to participate in these fun poll questions we put up every once in a while uh, if not every day and usually they're based off the last episode so we're just gonna get into some of those would you get with one of your friends siblings friends siblings um yeah would you get with someone who's 40 years old do you follow people on Instagram that you have dated? Yeah. Follow people on Instagram that you have hooked up with? Yeah. Would you send your kid to an all-boys or an all-girls school? Personally, no. Do you think there's a difference between dating someone slash be- versus like being in a relationship with someone? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so now we're going to do shots which are this and that questions, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to answer rapid fire. Okay. So ready. you're ready to do some shots. Ready. Ready to pound some shots. Pound. Ready. Okay. Would you rather 
A million dollars in your bank or an IQ of 145 plus? A million dollars <laughs> Six sons or six daughters? Sons. Live-in massage therapist or live-in chef? Massage therapist. I like cooking. A million Instagram followers or $100,000? $100,000. A pet pig or a pet goat? Goat. Aquarium or zoo? Aquarium. Be four feet tall or eight feet tall? Four feet. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Be loved or be feared? Be loved. Be rich and dumb or poor and smart? Poor and smart. Be stuck at age 18 or age 50? Age 50. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already there. (laughs) Um... Give up love or give up success? Oh my gosh. Um, success. Heels or flats? Heels. Instagram or Snapchat? Instagram. London or New York? New York. If you had a boat, what would you name it? If I had a boat, what would I name it? Hmm. Something like something like grand like the excelsior like something i don't (laughs) know something that was like a very bougie that no one would get (laughs) okay well we're done thank you for i think this podcast was definitely more wholesome (laughs) than my episodes usually are so if you have any feedback on that please send me a dm at drinks.first on instagram or on my personal Instagram, which is at Ariana Nathani28. Um, thank you so much for yes. sitting down and talking to us. No, thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean, anytime. If you're trying to slide into the DMs for our amazing guest this week, hit at drinks.first on Instagram or our email, drinksfirstpodcast at gmail.com. And if you liked it, please leave a review on Apple, give us a rating on Apple, and subscribe on any sort of platform you're listening to. And I really hope that you guys have a great week, and I will see you next time. Bye! The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.